JD Talking Sports, Sunday, January 22nd, 2017. I got destroyed today. I had Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Super Bowl. Not even close. Sorry, Isaac. Man, I got excited. Ryan Shazier, interceptions last four games. Antonio Brown, last two games against New England. Over 200 yards, touchdowns. He had seven for 106 in the game they lost early in the season with Landry Landry Jones. And I'm thinking with Landry Jones, if they if he had that kind of game, what's he going to do with Big Ben? Le'Veon Bell, 146.5 yards rushing per game since November 20th. Okay, another good thing. Whoever wins this game, ninth Super Bowl appearance. Steelers 6-2 and two in the previous eight, Pats 4-4. Four and four. And then I read that Brown had a six-figure deal with Facebook and was, encur- and was encouraged to stream from locker room via multiple reports. And then he, they said it was, you know, done with. Mike Tomlin said, well, we moved on. Tom Brady, first ever AFC Championship game appearance was against the Steelers in 2002. He won at Pittsburgh 24-17, only threw for 115 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but they ended up going on when the Super Bowl, they beat St. Louis and started this Tom Brady train, the fame train for him. You know, he gets gets, uh, Giselle and all that stuff. All good stuff and all. Hey, good good for him. But, I mean, New England hadn't trailed, hasn't, still hasn't trailed since Week 12 versus the J-E-T-S Jets-Jets-Jets. Opening drive, they get a field goal, but Mitchell dropped the third down pass in the red zone. They settled for that field goal. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe they got a shot. And then you think Le'Veon Bell, first quarter, he already has passed Franco Harris for the most rushing yards in a postseason in franchise history. Passes Franco Harris, the Franco Harris. You're thinking, okay. Then all of a sudden, bam, he's not playing anymore. Hurt his left groin. Finishes the day six, rushes 20 yards, basically plays one play into the second quarter, and D'Angelo Williams becomes the featured back. And the Steelers, halfway through the first quarter, they've gone, they have one TD in their, in their previous 20 drives after getting three, three, three on the first three drives against Miami in the wildcard game they scored. And then it's 10 nothing before you know it. And then they get a touchdown. D'Angelo Williams, 10-6, and Boswell, who made six field goals last week without a miss, misses his second extra point of the postseason. So now it's 10-6. Then they do, and there's two big drops in the first half. Sammy Coach dropped the ball in the end zone, should have caught Kobe Hamilton right through his freaking chest. He missed another one too. Well, then they're down, and then, then you know, hey, little flea flicker to Chris Hogan. He was on hard knocks where, with Miami where they called him 7-11 because he was open all the time. They do a flea flicker. He's playing like freaking champion out there. He has seven. He has 117 yards in the first half. Seven catches, seven on eight targets, two touchdowns. Flu flicker, 34 yards. He almost dropped it because he was so goddamn wide open. He scores. Steelers come down. Jesse James. You think he's in, but he kind of did a weird. Instead of he went underneath the tackle, but he didn't reach with the ball. Should have been a touchdown. It's not 17-6. First and goal at the one, and they two straight running plays. <laughs> Third down, nothing. They kick a field goal, 79. That's 79 at the half. And you're thinking, is it over? Is that, is that extra point going to hurt him? Because Goskowski last year missed for New England, and they end up losing by four, where they were driving at the end. They would have made a field goal, sent to OT. It didn't happen. You don't know. You wonder. You wonder about these things. And first half's pretty even on first downs. 
New England's a little ahead in yardage, but it's 17-9. You know, everything's kind of close. Now, Brady in the first half throws for 222, two touchdowns, 19 to 24. Big Ben, 136-16-22. Antonio Brown, three catches for 26 yards in the first half, not really making anything. Actually, no, nobody's really doing anything for the Steelers. Jesse James, four for four. You know, a couple catches. Eli Rogers, four for 40. Pats, no rushing. No rushing at all. But Hogan and Edelman has three catches for 59 yards in the first half. Bennett, Amendola, nothing. But Brady is on fire. Now the Steelers go first and out, three and out on their first series of the game and the first series of the second half. And then it's 79. And before you know it, it's 29. And then, you know, I was watching with my dad and he's like, if they score another touchdown, I'm going, well, they get another touchdown, 27-9. And at that point, yards after catch, New England's ahead 175-69 yards after catch. 27-9, you're thinking... Okay, well, it can't get any worse. Well, it does. Eli Rogers catches the ball, popped out of his... They, they, they popped the ball out of him, and boom, it's 33-9. Gaskowski misses an extra point. Now, the, I remember there was a play in the first half where they, they got the ball back, they dove for it on fourth down, and they gave it back to the Patriots, even though they, the ref said that the Steelers had recovered the ball cleanly but they didn't overrule, which I didn't think, but I, I, now I didn't see it from the angle, but it did look the ball like the ball was coming out because he always is great on the keeper and they didn't call it. I don't know if that would have made a big difference because Steelers weren't really scoring it anyway. And it just got uglier from there. It's 33 to nine. I mean, you're 27, nine, you think, and it can't get anywhere and it gets worse. And Chris Hogan sets up Pat's playoff record with nine for 182 touchdowns. Edelman finishes with eight, 118, one touchdown. They set a record for a duo for most combined yards in a championship game in NFL history. 17 catches, 298, and three touchdowns. That's a hell of, that's, that's, and no rushing. Big, big blunt rush for 47 yards and a touchdown. But there was one great play where he carried everybody in. I always feel when they push at the end of the pile, it's kind of much, it's a little much, but still pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I'm, I'm, Pretty, pretty impressive, if I may say so, myself. Now, Brady is tied with Joe Montana for his ninth career postseason, postseason game with three-plus touchdowns. But then they showed him doing the double snot, which I don't get. Why do I have to see a guy double snot ever? Should never have to see it, ever. It's disgusting. Brady versus Pittsburgh since 2007, 22 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Pittsburgh ended up, ended up having two turnovers, a penalty negated a touchdown, but it was 33-9 at that point. I don't what would it, you know, come on. Let's let's be honest here. Big Ben had his fourth career postseason game with 300 plus passing yards, passes Terry Bradshaw, 31 of 47, 314, mostly garbage time. TD and interception. But Brady, 32 of 42, 384, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Postseason career high and franchise record. Amazing, right? D'Angelo Williams had 85 yards of total offense at a touchdown. Antonio Brown, 7 for 77. And it was mostly against zone. Man for man, he didn't catch anything. Eli Rogers, 7 for 66. And the Pats are already three-point favorites over the Falcons. Brady and Belichick make their record seventh Super Bowl appearance. 
They are four and two. Let's see if they get the five. 36-17, New England wins. You know, I just want to see a good game, man. And, New, you know, New England won. Oh, and Le'Veon Bell says he was trying to play through the injury but felt he was holding the team back. You can't play with a groin injury. I mean, especially him. He's the kind of guy who uses lateral movement and everything. Your groin's hurt, man. That's it. No, no moss. New England won time of possession. They won the turnover battle 2 nothing. First downs. I mean, really, they, they were first half, they were blowing them out. I mean, it was 20 to 6, I think, first downs in the first half. It was ugly. No, no, it was 12. I'm sorry, it was 12 12. I'm thinking of the, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm thinking of the Green Bay Atlantic game. It was 12 12 at the half. Second half. At one point, they were outscoring them 19 to nothing. It was 17-9 at the half. They were up 36-9. to They gave a, a touchdown at the end. 36-17, yeah. 19-8 in the second half. But they scored 19 unanswered. It, it wasn't a game. And that's what I want to see good games, man. Oh, and you know what? There was a flow... There, the way that New England plays, they kind of put you to sleep. It's kind of like this dink a dink a dink a dink a dink Drives me crazy. I, I'll tell you. And then you, you watch Green Bay, man. Green Bay, Atlanta. Atlanta was up 24 nothing in the first half. Scored a four of the first five possessions. Matty Ice, unbelievable. They said he could. They said Matty Ice could be getting an extension this offseason that would make him the highest paid player in the NFL. And everybody was playing. Julio Jones, I don't know how Jordy Nelson played. I don't know. Devontae Adams was having... Ankle issues, Geronimo, Allison, they all act, they're all active. And supposedly Aaron Rodgers and others were battling the flu-like symptoms, so the points for went from five to six for Atlanta. And I think the overrunner was the highest ever was yeah, it was like sixty one. They covered. They covered. Atlanta, their eighth straight game with an opening drive touchdown. They made three three third down conversions on that drive. And then at the end, he flicked the ball to uh Mohammed Sanu. Go Ruckers. And then they're up 7-3. And then, bam, Green Bay comes down, goes 52 yards, seven plays. Crosby lines up for a twenty, for a, for his 24th straight field goal in the playoffs. 41 yards, misses. And you're just like, wow. First miss since 2010 versus Atlanta in division when they played at Atlanta. Matt Ryan, you know he's playing well. He has his first rushing touchdown since 2012, the sixth of his career. It's 24-0 at the half. Last time Green Bay was shut out was 2002 wild card versus Atlanta. Michael Vick, they were also down 24-0. How about that for interesting? Ryan, 271 in the first half. Three total touchdowns. He also was a leading rusher. He had 23 yards. Rodgers threw for 119 yards in the first half an interception. Julio Jones in the first half, six for 71 at touchdown. Sanu. 5 for 52, a touchdown. Jordy Nelson made some good catches. 4 for 59. Cobb, 4 for 44. But Green Bay, 19 yards rushing. Falcons destroying with a half. 20 to 6 in first downs. 325 to 127 in total yards. Time possession, double. Double Green Bay. And before you know it, it's 31 nothing. Julio Jones catches a 73-yard touchdown pass. Where, and he does a stiff arm to a guy. I mean, they, I mean it's amazing. And Green Bay has dropped five passes. They were driving in the first half, too, and running back got stripped of the ball. And you were thinking. And there were a couple of plays where uh, Ryan could have had a, an interception here and there. No. 
He also had his fourth straight game with three touchdown passes, an NFL record for Ryan. That's the kind of game he had. So bad, it's 44-21, and they put in their backup. They put in Hunley from UCLA, which I was, with like 243 left, they, Brett Hunley, who never plays, they, they, they were done. Rodgers threw for 287, three touchdowns and interception, but it was all in garbage time. Ryan throws for 392 and four touchdowns. Rodgers was leading Russia with four for 46. Devontae Freeman, 84 total yards, a touchdown. He had some nice runs. Julio Jones, nine for 182 touchdowns. And Sanu didn't catch a pass in the second half. Randall Cobb, six for 82. Jared Cook caught six passes. He didn't do anything in the first. I didn't see him at all. It was like he disappeared. Jordy Nelson, two catches the second half, but a touchdown. Cobb had two catches the second half. Two two catches. Devontae Adams had a touchdown catch inside the 10 where he's lethal. And in the end, almost 500 yards of offense for the Falcons. Time possession was closer. Falcons won the turnover to battle two to nothing. And eight game win streak is snapped for Green Bay. Ryan is now in his last six games, he's six and oh, 18 touchdowns, no interceptions. And is in two postseason games, 730 yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, 132.55 passer rating. They've outscored their opponents 80-41 to 41 in the two games. He also became the first quarterback since 1957, Matty Ice, to have a playoff game with four passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and no interceptions. All right, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta in the Super Bowl because I can't, I'll tell you, I would only want to see, the only thing that if, and I, I, can't, I can't root for New England, but to see Goodell have to give the trophy to... The Patriots and to see Tom Brady there getting it would be, oh, it would be awesome. <laughs> but I, I think I think they're I think he's having a a postseason Matty Ice like Flacco did that one year where he was unconscious. That's how good he's playing. I mean, yeah, that, that, that offense is like Bing Bing Bing. It was it was awesome to watch. That's how how good the first game was. Well, I'm sorry, Jim Nance and Phil Sims put me to sleep like nobody's business. It's torture to watch him. It really is. All right, enough of that. All right, we'll see what happens. But I'll tell you, I don't I, give giving giving Belichick two weeks to prepare for Atlanta. But I wasn't really was I blown away by New England. But I'm never am. But then Chris Hogan looks like unstoppable. And before you know it, Edelman has 118 yards, and they just every time they needed a big play, they got it. I, I thought Pittsburgh just, and I don't think I don't think Roethlisberger played that bad. He lost Bell, and then nothing seemed to go right. And Antonio Brown, hey, did not have a good, great game, and New England's guys did. And you know what? You never thought it was going to be Green Bay's day, especially when he missed that field goal early in the game. I said, "That's not a good sign." And it, it took the wind out of. I mean, they made it thirty-one-seven, then it was thirty-eight-seven, and I was like, "I want to see if they score 50. They actually they haven't missed an extra point too today. Forty-four twenty-one, two blowouts. 36, so what was it today? 80? 80 to 38. That's 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 blowout. Those are, for championship games, this is it. And and that's what my dad was saying. What do you think the Cowboys are thinking right now? I said, oh, they're, they're pissed as hell, man, because 
lost that game last week and this this to happen to sit at home to watch this must have oof. And I talked about this on my radio show. Greg Popovich says Wizards assistant City Lowe got off easy with the five thousand dollar fine. He said, What if that shot costs costs a playoff game? I agree. Knicks lost sat last night, they lost to the Suns. Fall to nineteen twenty six. Suns improved to fourteen twenty nine, one oh seven, one oh five. Carmelo, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, nearly 41 minutes, 30 more points in third straight home game for the first time in three years, but at no points in the fourth. Two shots he took in the fourth. Last shot of the game rimmed out. Joakim Noah missed last two games. No points, 15 rebounds. Unicorn, Porzingis had 14 points. And the entering Saturday, Nick's bench had outscored the opponents in five straight games by an average of 11 points a game. Saturday, Streak ended. They were outscored by Phoenix benches. Phoenix bench thirty to twenty-one. Tenth loss by five points or fewer, and fifth loss by two points or fewer. Swept by Phoenix this year. Ish. Devin Booker at twenty-six, hit a three-pointer with about thirty-one point seven seconds. But I'm not. Who, who's counting? Left winning points. Scored nine points in the fourth. Now Knicks only again yeah, held Phoenix to seventeen points in the f- fourth quarter. Oh, I'm sorry. 15 points. Outscored him 17-15, but they gave him 61 in the first half. Went back to the usual starting lineup for the first time in six games. Rose had 26, three rebounds, five assists. Hernan Gomez, who's playing good ball, six points, eight rebounds. Tyson Chandler for Phoenix had 9.16 rebounds. That's Nick. 13th loss in his last 16 games. Last seven games by seven games, seven games decided by four points or fewer they are 0 and 7 the Knicks and if you know Carmelo says he's open to a trade if they trade him they have to put a 15% trade kicker worth roughly 9.9 million get split in half and add it to his salary for the next two seasons how about that that's kind of cool that's cool kicker right I don't, you know what I don't know what to say about the Knicks right now they don't play they do they play I know they I think they they play tomorrow They play no. They don't play to the. Actually, they both don't play. In, oh, they both play tomorrow. Nets host the Spurs. That's a loss. Knicks are at the Pacers, who are twenty-two and twenty-one. Nets. Nets lost last night, one twelve one oh five to the Hornets. Campbell Walker at sixteen. Brooke Lopez at twenty-four five rebounds. Nets fall to nine and thirty-four. Charlotte twenty-three and twenty-one. They were down twenty-eight eleven after one. The Nets missed eleven of the first twelve shots. They were up ninety. They were up ninety-eight ninety-seven. Little over, almost a little about three and a half minutes left, and they gave up seven straight. That was it. Sean Kilpatrick started, thirteen points, five assists. He'd been benched. He'd been taken out of the starting lineup because his defense wasn't up to par. And Quincy AC, fourteen points. He's on a second ten-day contract. He is playing very well. Now, third quarter has been their downfall all season. Last two games, third quarter Friday when they blew out New Orleans, outscored New Orleans by thirteen in the third, and Charlotte. Outscored by four, outscored them by fourteen, but they are an NBA worst minus five point three points on the season. No other team is worse than negative three in any quarter. But the Nets did have a season high thirty assists, thirty assists on thirty eight baskets, and that's something. You know, we have to look at the th- good things, right? You have to look at the things that the good in things, right? Sometimes, sometimes. You know, it just feels like it's you know, Knicks aren't Knicks lost, the Nets lost. All my picks lost. 
but I have to keep, but, but fairly Dickinson is in first place in the NEC. Yes, they are in first place. They are. And that makes me happy. That makes me really happy. They won at home over LIU Brooklyn, 83-66. Blow them out in Teaneck. We like that. They are tied with Mount St. Mary's. Actually, they're tied, but Mount St. Mary's beat them. But they're 7-1 in the conference. They're 9-10 overall. Overall, Darren Anderson at 25. Stefan Jiggets had 14. Mike Holloway, 12 points, 5 rebounds. Now the LAU Brooklyn Blackbirds fell to 13-8, and 6-2. And Knights were by 12 at the half, shot over 57% of the first half. Blackbirds, 30%, 6 for 20. 12 turnovers in the first half, the Blackbirds too. Seven steals by, by the Knights in the first half. Fairly Dickinson stealing the ball with authority. Jerome Frank led LIU with 20 points, 10 rebounds. Ninth double-double this season. Nice going, Mr. Frank. Nice, right? How about that? Now I had some Golden State stats. And they are. Their 31.2 assists per game is just behind the Lakers' all-time record. They've only had 12 close games. Close game is games with, with uh, within five points in the final five minutes. Fewest name, they're 9-3 in those games. They, but they did blow a 24-point lead in Memphis, to Memphis in Golden State, and a 14-point lead in Cleveland on Christmas Day. Now, KD in crunch time, 7 for 25 shooting, 28%, 1 for 11 on threes, not good. Both career lows, and one assist in 46 minutes of clutch time. Now, Andre Iguodala took one shot every 4.9 minutes last year he played when he played in the clutch. This year, he's had one clutch shot total. Got to get him going. Now, Golden State did win their seventh straight today, 118-98. At Orlando, they were tied at the half, only second time this year. Steph, 27. Clay Thompson, 21. KD, 15. Golden State, 38-6. Orlando falls to 18-28. and 28. Alfred Payton had 23 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds. Orlando was outscored 42-24 in the third. How about that? And LeBron, you know, got to give LeBron credit. He said, new USA basketball coach Greg Popovich factors a lot in decision to join Olympic team. That's cool. And hey, Rick Rubio, don't worry, Stan Van Gundy, he's not going to trade you for Reggie Jackson to the to the Pistons. I think it's a good move. And averages, you know, the average is up scoring this year. A lot. And it's all three point shooting. Now, nine teams are averaging at least ten made three pointers a game this season. Now, the three-point line was implemented in 1979, 1980. Teams averaged less than one, 0.8 makes per game with an average of 2.8 attempts per game. That's, Curry does that in an hour. <laughs> this year, ten, nine teams have made at least 10 threes a game. Last year, five. And Golden State led with 13.1. This year, you have... The Rockets making 14.8 on 40 attempts. Scoring's up from to 209.7, almost seven, seven, over seven points from last year. And the Greek Freak, Milwaukee's 
he is on pace for the fourth best assists per game by a big man with 5.9. Now, Wilt has a record 8.6 in 67-68. Also number two. And number three is Garnett. He had six in 2002-2003. And how about this? Jabari Parker didn't start Saturday in the 109-97 loss at Miami. Buck's fifth straight loss because he disclosed private locker room dialogue to the media. And Jason Kidd refused to elaborate, but was he was vocal, Parker was vocal in voicing, voicing his frustration with the lack of togetherness, sources said. He said he spoke up for the first time and didn't go his way. I was getting thrashed, but hey, as long as I give them another perspective, I did my job. First time he didn't start the season. He had 16.7 rebounds, 4 assists in 32 minutes. But he's having a great year. 20.5 points, 5.9 rebounds. Milwaukee dropped to 20 and 23. Miami improved to 14 and 30. You know what? How do I feel about this? I feel like, you know, I feel guys are testing the system almost in a way. They're like, you know, they're not happy how things are going. And I think there's things that should be left in the locker room. I don't know why he didn't feel he couldn't tell the team. And they felt they had a bench room for the first half. And he said, I had to say what, was, what had to be said. Well, I feel like you should be talking to the people on the team. I don't think you should be talking to the media. The youth today, man. Youth is wasted on the youth. Huh? A little crazy. It's a different game now. You have to coach a different way. It's, you know, guys would never do that in the past. But now, you know, social media, come on. Everybody's doing social media. I mean, everybody put, you know, puts, you got FaceTime Live. Look at him. Look at him. Antonio Brown's getting paid to do this. They told him to do it. He did it. And, you know, and he, and he should have been like, hey, you know, this isn't what the team would want. But these guys are all being, everybody wants access to everything. There's certain things that we don't need to know. And that's one of them. Also, the Bulls are shopping Rajon Rondo and... Nikola Mirotic, power forward, in hopes of Ross or Shakeup will, you know, will fuel that playoff push. We'll see. Chicago, that's per the Chicago Sun Times. Rondo, 36 games, six points, almost six rebounds, almost seven assists. And Mirotic, 9.3, 9.3 points, about five rebounds. An assist in 39 games. I don't know who wants Rondo. I mean, he can play, but man, he everywhere he goes, he's toxic. Yeah, let's bring him to the Knicks. That's what we need. No, no, no. Stay away. Hey, Jeremy Lin's out. No, I wouldn't bring him to the Nets. No. No. Just he's gonna go somewhere, but don't bring him bro, don't bring him to the East Coast. And Lakers. 122-73, largest margin of defeat in team history. 49 points. Lakers were 3-for-21 on threes. Lewis Williams led the Lakers with 15. Justin Anderson had 19 for the Mavericks. Dallas improved to 15-29. Lakers 16-32. and 32. Wow, isn't that amazing? Two combined don't even have as many wins as Golden State. That's a tough year. And Suns won at the Raptors. Beat the Knicks. Next night, they beat the Raptors in Toronto. Eric Bledsoe, 40 points on 11-17, shooting 13 assists. Kyle Lowry at 15, 1 of 9 on threes. DeMar DeRozan at 22. Phoenix improves to 15 and 29. Toronto has been playing some crappy ball lately, 28 and 16. Nova? They won on Saturday. Beat Providence 78-68. 18 and 0 when Josh Hart, who had 25, 6 rebounds, scores at least 20 points. They improved to 19 and 1, 7 and 1 in the Big East. Fifth straight win. And Marcus Keene for Central Michigan, 50 points. Most by any player this year, 10 for 15 on threes. They beat Miami of Ohio 101-92. Improved, improved to 12-7, 2-4 in the Mid-American Conference. 
Miami fell to 8-11, 1-5. Keen on the season, over 30 points a game. First 50-plus games since South Dakota State's Nate Walters. Remember him? 53 on February 7, 2013. And my dad and I watched some of this game yesterday. Arizona, UCLA. Arizona won 96-85. I was impressed with either team, to be honest with you. 42 NBA personnel attended the game. For Alonzo Ball, who, you know, he was, he's a good player. And Laurie Markkinen, who had 18 for Arizona. Arizona improved to 18 and 2, 7 and 0 in the Pac 12. UCLA fell to 19 and 2, 6 and 2. But how about that? 42 people at the game. And I was watching the UNC game, and then I put on a TV show because Thursday, the last 53 seconds Thursday of Maryland, Iowa took seven minutes. That's why I did. And also, the final 28.8 seconds in November between Maryland and Georgetown, now this is the last 28 seconds, 0.8 seconds, 14 minutes. 14 minutes. It's ridiculous. Why did it have to take so long? Guys, speed it up. Please, you're killing me. And UConn women today, 93rd win in a row. 100 to 56 over Tulane. Second straight 30-point-plus game for Katie Lou Samuelson at 32. Colby Morgan for Tulane at 22 points. UConn improved to 18-0, 6-0 in the AAC. And Tulane, 12-7, 3-3. How about that 93 in a row? It's, it's, it's unfathomable. It's just, it's it's amazing, right? Amazing. And coming into today, the final four teams in the NFL playoffs, 29-1 since Turkey Day. That's impressive. And like Wade Phillips said, DeMarcus Ware had back surgery on December 30th. He said, I'll be fit enough to play next year. He goes, I wish I had his body. So does my wife. I thought that was... <laughs> and I saw this about the football. They said three-hour game, 11 minutes of total action. But I still love it. I don't care. I love when they say crap like that. I'm like, does it really matter? I'm still going to watch. I'm going to watch. I don't really care. And also when they talk about red zone, well, listen to this. Number one red zone team was the 9-7 and seven Titans in the best team in the red zone. Number two team was the 2-14 ers Number three team was the 7-9 and nine Saints. And number four team was the 8-8 eight eight Colts. So the best red zone teams combined, these 26-38. The four, four worst red zone teams Two of them, nine and seven Houston, eight and seven and one, eight seven and one Washington had winning records. I mean, it means nothing. It means bubkiss. Hey, and the Colts, Ryan Grigson, who who reports said was vehemently disliked in, in the locker room. Adam Schefter reported it. Gone. Five years, forty nine and thirty one, three and three in the playoffs since he took over in two thousand twelve. Chuck Pagano. Still going to be the coach in 2017. Peyton Manning is not going to be the head of football as of now. Colts 8-8 eight and eight the last two years after going 11-5 in the first three seasons. Grigson had played 11 games as an offensive lineman at Purdue in 91. They missed the playoffs for the second straight year and the third time since 2001. Now, they were, now he denied this, uh, Mr. Jim Irsay, but he wanted a John Gruden, Peyton Manning tandem for head coach GM. He said it was never in the car. It spoke to many ex-coaches about team. I, I disagree. He wanted them. What do you think about this? The Niners expected to make a run at Kirk Cousins if skins don't use franchise tag for second straight year. I would think, well, the Rams wouldn't because McVay was the offensive coordinator. But hey, why not? And Zachary Orr, who I thought it was because of a stinger, he ended up having a herniated disc, but further testing and a CT scan revealed a spinal condition he was not aware he had. Kind of scary. 
imagine that like one day you're playing. That's what Theismann said. One day I'm playing, next minute my career's over. It's kind of scary. And tennis, man. Annie Murray loses to Mishats Zverev, number 50 in the fourth round. He's never won the Australian Open. Djokovic was gone. Now Federer's a favorite with Serena. Serena made her 11th record, 11th quarterfinal. She beat Barbara Strykova, 7-5-6-4, to advance to her 11th, 11th quarterfinal at the Australian Open. And Angelique Kerber lost in the fourth round to Coco Vandeweghe, who is related to Kiki, 6-2-6-3, number one on the women's side, number one on the men's side, both gone from Australia. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I feel like I'm Car- Kevin Garnett reincarnated. And Wayne Rooney broke Sir Bobby Charlton's Man U club record with two, his 250th goal in a 1-1 draw with Stoke. I, I just wrote a long goal. Like, I just want to dunk once. That's it. And they're going to retire Pudge Rodriguez as number seven by the Rangers this season. And this sucks. Giordano Ventura, 25, dies in his home country of Dominican Republic. Royals pitcher, 25. And in a separate accident, Andy Marte, 33, was killed also in the Dominican Republic. He last played in the majors with the D-backs in 2014. And Ventura started the last game Andy Marte ever played in Major League Baseball on August 6, 2014. How about that? Ventura was 11-12 and 12 with a 4.45 ERA this year. Four years, 38-31, 3.89 ERA. Too young. And Marte played seven years, 218 career batting average, 21 home runs, 99 RBIs. Scary. Two separate accidents, too. And they don't, they don't think there was drugs or alcohol involved. It could just been, but 25, too freaking young. It's sad. It really is sad, you know? God, that's why you live it every day to the fullest. That's what they say. You, nothing exists, exists except this moment. Got to live for it. Now, Lindsey Vaughn notched her 77th career World Cup victory in just her second race back from knee and arm injuries. Now she's within nine wins of a record held by Ingemar Stenmark, 86 wins. She can tie the great Ingemar Stenmark, who set the record from 75 to 89. Lindsey Vons, hey, more power to you, sweetie. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good stuff. Now, I thought this, they talked about the current coaching recycle, recycling of coaches in the four major sports. So Major League Baseball, 30 teams. There's 16 new coaches, 14 recycled. I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. NFL, 12 new coaches, 20 recycled, which makes no sense. NBA split between 15 new, 15 recycled. And NHL, 21 new, 9 recycled. I thought that was kind of interesting. All right, folks, I... I need to hit the hay, but let me... Okay, trivia question. From last show, most consecutive playoff appearances in Major League Baseball history. The Braves, 14 straight, 1991 through 2005, one world championship in 1995. They beat the Indians four games to two. Okay, today's trivia question. Most yards rushing in an NFL playoff game. Most yards rushing in an NFL playoff game. All right? I am out of here. Peace out. Have a good night.